0: It's been a while, but we're back in style. And actually, now I think of it, that's a line from the Chipmunks theme tune. It's episode 34 of Have You Seen, and Tom and Kieran prepare to enter The Room. Yes, indeed. Welcome to episode 34 of Have You Seen. We are tackling cult classic The Room this week. I am... Kieran, sweating like you wouldn't believe. Lafort.
1: Well, to be fair, you're recovering from illness.
0: I am. Yes. If I sound a bit funny, it's uh, it's because I've been bedridden and sick and awful. Yeah,
1: quite. It was quite. It seemed quite nasty. I, so, uh, yeah,
0: I am full of um, miraculous red pseudofed liquid.
1: I'm quite glad this table's reasonably long, actually.
0: Mm, I don't think I'm <laughs> contagious in any way. Uh, the other voice you hear is, of course, Tom, capital T. Web. Hello. Um. Oh, hi, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um that will become relevant later on. <laughs> uh indeed, uh we we're tackling a film that kind of uh, it needs to show all of its own, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean we did basically last week uh Kieran pitched me the last room. Week. Well, well, time, last time week. Time time moves differently for you. Last episode Kieran pitched me the the room and we decided that given its status as one of, if not the worst film ever made, then I shouldn't pitch anything to you to compete with it and we'll just talk about that before Mm -hmm. we do our pitches for next week. So do you wanna you gonna leap in and try and recap what the room is about?
0: The Room on the Surface is a Is there a plot? Well, kind of, but also no. Right. On the surface it's it's a romantic drama yeah. documenting the falling apart of the relationship between a banker named Tommy yeah. uh and his annoying girlfriend Lisa right uh and that's it really yeah um uh, just before their wedding mm-hmm. uh Lisa sleeps with another man and um things go wrong things mm-hmm. go more wrong because there are any number of unresolved subplots that start <laughs> um any number of uh, additional pointless characters that just kind of wander in um the writer director producer and star are all one man yeah uh, a man by the name of Tommy Wiseau mm-hmm. who is um who's like he's a living internet meme essentially yeah. isn't he um uh, he has Seemingly only the barest grasp of the English language, uh, <laughs> and, and filmmaking. Well, yes. Um, this was originally written as a—I can't remember—it was either a book or a play first. Yeah. Um, and well, when, wasn't it? Wasn't it a play that was then made into a five hundred-page book? That sounds. That sounds right. Because uh,
1: because um, no one wanted to put the play on.
0: No, you say that. Right, right. Has Since the movie a, yeah. has been performed on stage. Really, it turns out a bloke I went to school with. Yeah, uh, appeared in a stage version in New York with Tommy Wiseau. You're kidding? No, there's pictures up on his Facebook as proof. Amazing. Yeah, I only found this out recently. I didn't know him that well. Yeah, I kind of knew him in passing, but right. it's pretty funny. That's cool. Um, so that's kind of the the plot tackled. Yeah. Um, the the film has gained cult status mostly due to its poor quality. Yes. Um, it was shot with essentially two cameras taped together side by side because yeah. Wiseau wasn't sure whether HD was the future or if he should stick to 35mm. Right, yeah. Didn't really understand either. Uh, and both are incorporated into the final cut. Yeah. Uh, it got, somehow cost $6 million. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Which Christ. Wiseau has always uh, claimed that he raised by importing leather jackets from Korea and selling them. Wow. Six
1: million dollars,
0: but a lot of money also came from his English as a second language teacher, right? Who is the Chloe of Chloe Productions mentioned at the beginning, right? Uh, And I believe she's also credited with casting,
1: right? Okay. Um, Well, I think before we get into like, because basically my notes are just just random thoughts in chronological order throughout the movie. Oh, so are mine. So I think that's probably the best way to approach it. So there's a couple of things we should talk about before we get on to just. Going through the movie. Get Um, yourselves a cup of tea, people. This is going to be be a while. Yeah. Um, First and foremost, to give people who didn't get a chance to watch it an idea of what it looks like, it's basically like uh, it looks like a daytime soap. Mm -hmm. So the the quality of the image and the, the the lighting is all kind of very much like a daytime soap. There's nothing really filmic about it. It looks very like TV.
0: Yeah, it's very standard workaday Hollywood.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's—I mean, it's—it looks like, it looks like sort of low-budget daytime soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and technically on that level, it's fine. I mean, for that for that level of quality, yeah, you know, I mean, it—it's certainly, for example, the the lighting and the camera work is a bit better than Birdemic. Say, well, yes, you know. Um, but beyond that, everything else is just so, so bad. Yeah. So, so bad. Oh, yeah. Um, so, should we just start from the beginning? Go for your life. Why don't you start at the top? So, okay. So, my first, the the thing that struck me most, first of all, was the, the soundtrack, the music. Hmm
0: sounded very, like, I, I quite like that it
1: was very much like Birdemic you get a little loop that kept getting repeated yeah. and it was it was like oh you know library music the sort mm. of you know the go to music when you can't afford to actually get any that's what it sounds like this has like a credited composer oh um, no, no, no mm. it does I'm just saying that's what it sounded yeah. like you know? Um some of the opening shots, again, like I said, it, it looks kind of like, a, they basically basically like the shots setting up a TV show in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. There's some nice vistas, a couple of nice pans, mm. uh which crop up quite a lot through the film. Mm-hmm. I noticed that every now and then you just cut to yet another shot We're of a bridge. We're still in San Francisco. Yeah, here's another shot of a bridge.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and it kind of starts off with a, a really awkward scene.
0: Hmm
1: which is the first of many or in fact the first of the entire film yes which quickly dissolves into what effectively looks like channel 5 porn yeah and for people who are not from the UK we have basically uh five terrestrial television channels the the smallest of which is channel 5 and Basically every Friday night at sort of eleven twelve o'clock they used to put on like a, what was effectively softcore porn. Wasn't Red it? Shoe Diaries, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of you know lots of people rubbing against each other, but you know you don't see anything particularly explicit other than boobs, and and this that is exactly what this looked like. Should we should
0: we get these out of the way? Go on. Should we should we tackle the whole? sex scene business because there's three of them in the first half an hour yeah yeah I think uh, one of which reuses footage from the first one yes
1: yeah yeah. one of my main things was uh, I think judging by the sex scene he has never actually had sex or only seen it in softcore porn (laughs) because I'm pretty sure basically you know I think most people are going to understand when you have sex, the bodies go together in a fairly specific way, and and they don't in this. Well,
0: I wrote, judging from these scenes, Lisa's favourite position is in the belly button at a 45 degree angle. Exactly, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The other (laughs) other thing was uh, when uh, when Lisa and Mark, who is Tommy's best friend, no, Johnny's, hang on, Tommy plays Johnny, this is where it gets confusing. It also doesn't help at the end. The kid who may or may not be retarded audibly calls him Tommy <laughs> yes, on camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, Johnny's best friend uh, is a guy called Mark. Uh, that's who Lisa cheats on Johnny with. Yeah. Uh, and their first sex scene, they're so consumed by passion, they have to have sex very slowly and tenderly on the stairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think they my- couldn't wait to get to the bedroom, but they're really gentle about it.
1: Yeah. So you know, just kind of going. It. I got when I first sat down to watch this. Mm. I got six and a half minutes in, and and because I was watching this on the YouTube app on my television, mm. and it refused to play the rest. <laughs> it rebelled. Yeah, so I had to stop. And four days later, I tried again. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so basically, in regards to the sexing, I've got you know Tommy Wiseau is an odd-looking man, and he really struggles to take his shirt off.
0: I have seen him uh, described variously as. Um, An action figure who's been microwaved for a few seconds. (laughs) Um, A vacuum-packed wrestler. Yeah. Uh, And, um, oh, God, I read a brilliant one today that I've completely forgotten. Uh, But uh, it was in an article that a friend of mine wrote that I'm going to link to when we put put this up. Okay, cool. Uh, But he had a great description that just made me roar with laughter. Okay. But, yeah, he's a... He's an odd-looking chap. He is, yeah. Yeah. He looks like and acts like... And speak and speaks and writes like an alien in a human's body, trying to understand Earth behaviour. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've got one note a bit later on that just says: Is the bloke with the long black hair blind, or is he just really stoned? (laughs) Because he kind of looks like he's he kind of looks like he's looking off into the distance, kind of you know. And he walks about like he's not quite sure that he's going to bump into something at any given
0: moment. Yeah, it's it's a really odd kind of movement that he has. Yeah, he's um he's yeah he seems constantly constantly self-aware
1: yeah Mm. yeah i mean so um i was amazed at the amount of nudity that was on the youtube
0: yes for a start yes um uh he films his own buttocks lovingly oh god um and you come perilously close to seeing his winky
1: (laughs) right which is you do see a lot of boob yes Uh, take a shot
0: every time lisa's nipples make a cameo yeah yeah. she's not afraid to get her kill off no um also hang on we keep getting told how hot, beautiful and sexy she is. Yeah. She's distinctly average with quite large hands. <laughs>
1: um, I think we must be about sort of 10 minutes into the film, maybe 15 minutes into the film, and there's like two or three sex scenes already. Mm. And I, I, I have no idea what is going on, what the film is about, what genre it is, what's supposed to be happening, and I don't care.
0: It doesn't matter. Point, That's know, know, it's not the point like, of the film. I find this massively enjoyable right. just because it's so ridiculously bad. There's unintentional comedy from start to finish. Right. Uh, just, <laughs> things like um, uh, every second line of dialogue contradicts the one before it. <laughs> right. Uh, especially with Lisa's. Yeah. She has. What's my. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She keeps going, especially when she's talking to her mum. That, and there's a bit where she's talking. She rings Mark on the phone. She greets him with, hey, baby, before they've even done the act the first time. Right. Uh, and she <laughs> has the line. I'm going to do what I want to do and that's it. What do you think I should do? <laughs> <laughs> I've written down pretty much all of my favourite lines right, from this because okay, it enough. just creases me up every time. Uh, I've now watched it three times.
1: Right. I've only watched it once. Oh, well. Um, yeah. I mean, I've. Got, I mean, my next line here is just, oh, no, he didn't get his promotion. Maybe it's because he's a bit rapey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How, you've skipped quite a way into the movie. Have I? Yeah, I've got loads before that. We've got, we haven't talked about her mum yet. Oh, that's cut. with no, her no, amazing revelation. That that's
1: the scene. Cause is
0: she, it? Yeah, that's the scene where the mum comes in. Yeah, because she's talking, talking of, about talking the fact- of mum arriving. Yeah, she in particular, mm-hmm. but pretty much everybody else in the film turns up at their door for conversations that could very easily be had on the phone. Yeah, people just kind of drop by and come into the room. Denny turns up. Yeah. Denny is the kid who we can't tell how old he's supposed to be. I think he's supposed to be a bit mentally impaired. Yeah, he's the kid that Tommy looks after. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's all very odd. It's all set up as Tommy is the most... Oh, we keep saying Tommy, but the character yeah. is Johnny. Yeah. It keeps being set up that Johnny is the most amazing guy, and for some reason this cheating bitch of a woman doesn't want to marry him and cheats on him.
1: Yeah. D- the whole thing about his character made me kind of think that perhaps Tommy Wiseau... W- thought that he was like you know it it seems like he's exercising his demons oh this is
0: massively autobiographical yeah so like he's
1: a a nice guy but everyone's mean to him yeah so you should feel sorry for him pretty much yeah yeah Yeah. um yeah lisa's mother come
0: on yeah her her amazing amazing breast cancer revelation yeah (laughs) i got the results of the test back i definitely have breast cancer (laughs) And it is delivered almost exactly like that. And then it's never mentioned again. No, no. No, I
1: I just despair. Seriously. It's just, you know, just watching it and thinking, I I just don't know what's happening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I honestly don't think you need to know what's happening. (laughs) I I find so much entertainment in this film (laughs) without needing to know what the actual story is. And you can make your own fun by trying to piece together in your head what's happening (laughs) and making up your own storylines and backstories for everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the only point after this, once we've got like two or three sex scenes in, I was just like, so the blonde woman is a psychotic with a high sex drive, but only likes badly choreographed lovemaking.
0: Yes. Very good. Very astute. Right. Should we t- we could talk about one of my favourite scenes. What's this? The scene in the florist's, where <laughs> yeah. he goes to buy her the flowers. Yeah. Would you like to reenact that for the listeners? If you've got it, I have it. We can try. <laughs> Are we going to try and do it exactly how they do it? Or? You, you have to kind of? We have to kind of talk over each other. Do you, do you want to be uh, Tommy and do a terrible accent, or do you want to? Uh, do you want to be florist? Um, Tommy's examining the script I've just given him
1: yeah hang on uh, maybe I'll go Do what do you feel do you
0: feel you're more the one is, uh, do you feel more dumpy middle aged American female florist right. or crazy Polish man <laughs> um, <laughs> Who seems I'm, to not, have no I'm grasp not entirely sure interaction?
1: Um, you tend to be uh, more accurate with your accents than I, I do. don't know how
0: accurate this is going to be well, we'll so, try. so you do Johnny I'll do the flower shop don't, don't forget how, how well the dialogue overlaps
1: Okay. I, I shall try. I, I, I can't. I'll, I shall try. All right,
0: we'll have a go. This is uh, completely unrehearsed. The Have You Seen Players Present <laughs> The Room Flower Shop Scene. So Johnny walks into the flower shop. Hi. Can I help you? Yeah, can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. Oh, no, wait, that's your line. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Alright. oh hi, Johnny! I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is it?
1: It'll be eighteen dollars. Here you go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favourite customer.
0: Thanks a lot. Bye. <laughs> That's that, fairly accurate. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is the. Yeah. You can uh, you can now look that scene up on YouTube and yeah. uh, and uh, see see how well we did. And and do you know maybe what? even dub our voices. uh double voices over yeah. the top of it. Do, do you know? Do you know what? Now I
1: understand why. Aaron Sorkin wrote his florist scene the way he did. Yeah. Could you just imagine, like, you know, Michael Douglas going in and doing that scene in the middle of the American (laughs) president?
0: (laughs) That would be brilliant. Oh, hi, doggy. Yeah. (laughs) No, that sounds vaguely sexual. Oh, dear. There's this claim. Right. Lisa claims that Johnny hit her after ordering two awful sounding pizzas oh yeah
1: i've got that written and down.
0: seemingly pouring vodka into whiskey yes for them to drink yeah and he comes out with the great line i've she says i've already ordered pizzas and he says oh you think about everything <laughs> yeah.
1: i just oh it, yeah the mind boggers i mean that is just is that just before I can't remember if that's before the revelation with the mum. It's after, isn't it? It's after, yeah, yeah. 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 And then
0: mum comes over again, and that's right. Yeah, they yeah, completely yeah. gloss over this apparent breast cancer, spousal abuse. Oh and, yeah. Oh, and breast cancer. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, but don't. because d- yeah, the the whole uh, he hit me thing, despite the fact she's got no no,
0: no marks, injuries, no anything whatsoever. Just they appear to, be, to still live happily. Happily's not quite the word. They appear to still yeah. cohabit peacefully throughout this time. And occasionally, this hitting business is brought up with other people. Yeah. Nobody ever kind of confronts Johnny about it. Nobody ever asks her to see any kind of evidence. No. It's all all very, um, very, very weird.
1: Yeah, very much so. I mean, it's just, I don't, yeah, I just don't know where, it's it's like, You've got all of that going on, mm. so we've got we've had all of those kind of things, and we must be what getting to thirty minutes in, yeah, nearly, mm-hmm. and then all that stops, mm-hmm. and you're in the same room, mm-hmm. and there are two completely different people you've never seen in your life having sex on the sofa. Mike and Michelle, Mike who has
0: the greatest "I'm getting a blowjob" face <laughs> yeah. of all time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's like, I mean, there's literally probably like three or four minutes where you're just sitting here going, I, "Is it? Di- is this a different film? Is it, who are these people? Have they just changed the
0: actors for the same roles?" <laughs> and you're just like, "What is going on?" Well, I did. Uh, I think I did mention uh, when I did the pitch that uh, Wizzo had understudies for everybody. Mm. Uh, sometimes uh, he would only choose who was actually playing the role on the on the first day of shooting. That's
1: crazy. Yeah,
0: so there'd be actors just sitting around waiting waiting for a call that kind of that never came um something i only noticed yesterday mm-hmm. when i watched it again um was that uh lisa only introduces the boyfriend to her mother uh only introduces mike to her mother as mike and michelle run out right yeah, yeah. um uh so it's assumed that Michelle already knows the mother. Yeah, I think. But then, strangely enough, not so soon after, Mike seems to know the mother's first name in another conversation.
1: Right. Because I mean, I still can't remember what the point of them is. I don't think there is one, is there? They're, they're, just, just, they're just, just kind friends of friends. Comic t- relief. Right. He is, I suppose. He. Is. Oh, it? he definitely is. Yeah. He's.
0: Uh, uh, I made a note about him that basically says, "I think the actor playing Mike." is uh, just doing things to amuse himself.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There are moments when you... Well,
0: I don't know. He could just be really bad. He is one of the least offensive things about this film. Yeah. The only person I think is a reasonable actor, yeah. uh, we'll get onto him later, is the psychologist friend.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the only one who seems to have any idea about delivering a line that isn't just reading it off a page. yeah. Like, have heard uh, putting some feeling into it or, like, you know.
0: I've heard an interview with uh, Greg Sestero, the guy who plays Mark. Right. And he basically said, you were not allowed to deviate from the script. Right. If you threw in an ad lib, Tommy got mad. Really? But apparently some of them have still made it into the final really? movie. He's writing a book, which is due out at the beginning of next year, right. about his experiences making the film. Right. Because he was also, well, actually, he was supposed to be the producer of the film, yeah. the line producer of the film. Uh, and got roped into acting like at the last minute. <laughs> right. Um he wasn't particularly comfortable with doing the sex scenes, which is why he keeps his trousers on for both his.
1: Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. There's, now there's a scene, we're kind of at the point where there's another there's an I think it's the second scene between Oh, it's the, I know it's it's the scene you've got the two weird friends that turn up having sex on the sofa mm-hmm. and Lisa and her mum come in and mm-hmm. they run off and there's the whole thing about he's left his boxers behind. Yes, and then they have the underwears com- as yeah. he says <laughs> later. On. Yeah, then they have a conversation and it's at this point where whoever was editing it must have had a nightmare because she has got a glass of wine in her hand mm-hmm. which jumps from her hand close to her chest to an outstretched hand to a table and back again. Mm. about four or five like every time you cut between different camera shots her hand and arm is in a completely different place Mm. and not even close to looking like it should be like you could have moved it within the time (laughs) it's just so awful of
0: all the things of this movie I didn't notice I haven't really paid attention to any of the continuity
1: that one just really stuck out I mean Mm. I'm sure there were probably billions of others but it's just this there's just one scene and it's 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 to the point where they almost have a flowing dialogue conversation, and that's what makes it so kind of like noticeable. <laughs> is because like it's just, just her arm is jumping about like crazy mm. all
0: over the place with this wine glass. We're getting on towards the first of many scenes on the rooftop, oh, which gosh. is where men go to think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And- the
1: rooftop, which is which is kind of like uh, a little bit of patio roof with a with a weird shed which is obviously the door to the stairs which has no back
0: which is revealed in one shot yeah, yeah. and
1: there's a couple of de- like kind of plastic chairs mm. up there and then there's a small wall which obviously stops you from falling off the roof and then there's a really really bad superimposed skyline behind it
0: yeah yeah they green screened all the rooftop stuff yeah outdoors that's why it looks so weird yeah they did it in a car park oh jesus yeah, yeah. That's one of the. That's one of the many many baffling things. Supposedly, supposedly, O says it was so he could control the environment. But so, what you mean, like a sealed studio? You can't do that. Oh well, apparently not. Maybe right. that was too expensive. What for six million dollars? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what. So they must have had a really good catering truck because I have no idea what six million dollars was spent on, on no, this film. I, or two I, cameras I for a start, which oh, he yeah. bought outright oh. rather than renting. Wow. Um. That's the one where everybody's, uh, where a character turns up for his only scene in the movie and then disappears again. Who would be the the implausibly named Chris R, the drug <laughs> dealer? <laughs> yes. Which, if you look in the credits, is Chris hyphen R. Right. That that is almost like a scene out of. Um,
1: uh, oh crap! What's it called? We've done it already. The Vanilla Ice film. Oh yeah. Yeah, cool as ice. Cool as ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was just like completely out of nowhere. A bloke with a gun turns up and threatens yep. the retarded kid.
0: Yep. Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> I saw saw that described as looking like uh, uh, a public information film that had been accidentally edited in, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where everybody shouts constantly. Right. Particularly when uh, when other people come up to the roof and, and break up the situation. Yeah. And um implausibly named Chris R., which I'm pretty sure is like the, the name of a Japanese car. <laughs> the new Honda Chris R.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's just so many baffling things about this film. And really, I mean, it's what, I honestly think us, you know, talking about it like this even... People who won't have seen it will just have no clue and even if you do watch it you still won't have a clue.
0: I recommend everybody should watch it at least once. Yeah, it's just oh it's just... I think there's plenty of, there's so much entertainment to be found. <laughs> um We're getting on to my other favourite scene.
1: Is it uh, well one of the the keynotes I've got coming down is
0: let's throw a football in some bins. Well, no, uh, this is this is before that. Oh, okay. This is um the big uh Johnny and Mark rooftop scene. Right. Where Mark is just sitting up on the roof thinking. Yeah. And this is after Johnny. he's
1: knobbed Wasso face. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How delicate of you. <laughs> and um, um, this could be scene two of uh, the right. Have you Seen Players Presents. <laughs> right. <laughs> it contains some of the... best. Oh, it's longer Jesus. than the last wow, one. Wow, this one
1: is quite long. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> this is taking a lot of studying.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm just trying to work out. Jesus, this is long. Okay, <laughs>
0: who, right. do you, who do you want? Toss a coin.
1: Uh, I, I think I'll have to go with Mark. You, you can All continue right. your role as Johnny.
0: Okay. I don't. We haven't got a water bottle around here, have we?
1: No. Okay.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> So I don't know on. if I can do this with a straight face. No, okay. This is one of the classic scenes. So hang
1: on, who who's up on the rooftop first? Johnny uh, Mark's
0: already up there. Mark's already up there, okay. And fine. we open on the the scene. Sorry, open. I'm just
1: trying to get into the character. Sure, we, sure. Know, am I already on the rooftop? You've been up there cause... thinking about, about right. nobbing a right. best friend's uh, okay.
0: future wife because nobody ever says fiance in this movie. It's no. future wife future or future wife. husband. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Johnny uh, comes up onto the rooftop. I did not hit her. It's not true, it's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not Oh hi Mark oh hey johnny what's up (laughs) when did you develop an accent as well (laughs) (laughs) i I have a problem with lisa she says that i hit her what did you no it's not sorry i'm acting too much you are sorry no it's not true don't even ask what's new with you
1: i'm just sitting here thinking you know i've got a question for you yeah you think
0: girls like to cheat like guys do what makes you say that I, d- I don't know. I, I don't He, know. Suddenly, he suddenly gets suspicious for that line. I, I'm just. I'm. I'm just thinking. I don't have to worry about that because Lisa, is loyal to me.
1: Yeah, man. You'll. You'll never know. People are very strange these days. I used to know a girl, girl she <laughs> Used to know a girl. She had dozens of guys. One of them found out about it. Beat her up so bad she ended up at a hospital on Guerrero Street.
0: Ha ha ha! What a story, Mark. <laughs> Yeah, you can say that again. Just the other <laughs> side. I love how that horrific story yeah. is just brushed off completely. And he thinks it's funny.
1: <laughs> the, th-
0: the thing I noticed
1: is <laughs> a lot of Johnny's dialogue is written like dubbed anime, where they can't quite fit the English sentence to match <laughs> yeah. the animation. So they have to put a
0: ha-ha on the end. <laughs> but uh, just laughing in generalist film is just people saying ha-ha-ha. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Back, right. in, back in the scene
1: Yeah, you Wait can it. say that again
0: I'm so happy I have you as my best friend And I love Lisa so much
1: Yeah, man, yeah, you're very
0: lucky Well, maybe you should have a girl, Mark Pauses, then walks forward Don't read your stage directions I'm
1: just giving the listeners an idea of, you know okay. you Because
0: know, I'm being very ponderous at this moment Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. maybe you're right Maybe I have
0: one already I don't know yet Well, what happened? Remember Betty? That's her name? Why have I got Italian? I don't know <laughs> Betty? Yeah. Yeah, we don't see each other anymore.
1: You know, she wasn't any good in bed. She was beautiful, but we had too many arguments. That's too bad. My lease is great whenever I get it. <laughs> oh, man, I just can't figure women out. Sometimes they're just too smart. Sometimes they're just flat-out stupid.
0: Other times they're just evil. I think we should end it on that line because that is one of the great killer lines in the movie. Yeah. That That completely sums up... <laughs> tell <laughs> me his view on women I think absolutely yeah yeah yeah. like I pleased to know there's no more acting because <laughs> he's
1: like i mean you you just know he was the kid that was relentlessly bullied at school,
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- he's been weird since birth, I'm yeah, sure yeah
1: yeah, so where are we up to now
0: well what, what have you got after the uh... oh well I got the let's start some football in some bins how come right, Yeah. um Wido obviously thinks that what american people do to relax is play football absolutely however yeah. i think that ball is cursed because every time they play yeah. somebody falls over yeah <laughs> i think that's for comic effect like right, intentional
1: possibly. comic effect
0: mm. oh and then i've got that's fi- the me underwears scene yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: i've got 52 minutes in now is the plot supposed to be everyone is horrible to tommy Yes, which it pretty much is.
0: You'll also notice it's just the same points over and over again. Yeah, yeah,
1: completely. It's, yeah, so he's obviously he's just looked at why everyone seems to hate him and then tried to make a film about yeah. why that's not the case. When yeah. He, yeah, actually, probably is. Um, and then uh, I jump straight to uh, the the guy you were talking about earlier, the psychologist.
0: Yeah, I've got one one more thing before that. Right. There, there's a scene where um, uh, Lisa and her mother um, are leaving the house. And in the living room, they have a conversation where Lisa um, outright fesses up to having slept with Mark to her mother. That's right. And Tommy's hiding at the top of the the stairs, listening. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then for some reason, he has three lines of dialogue to himself. Yeah. um, And then very meticulously plugs in a very old tape recorder (laughs) to the phone. And then we get to see, it's like two minutes of him... Unplugging the phone, plugging in the tape recorder, plugging the phone into the tape recorder, making sure that uh, the, 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 the phone straight. table is straight yeah. and everything's back to normal. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then we get Peter the psychologist.
1: Yeah. And uh, my, my sentiment about that is it, Peter's got it right. They're all weirdos. Yes. And he basically, has, he's almost like the only sane person in the film. And he's the only one who can vaguely act. And you just, as soon as he turns up, you go, that's it you've got it exactly right yeah and then he lock got- all these people up exactly and then he got fed up with the production and left and you yes. kind of think i wish i could be you because <laughs> <laughs> he was right in every
0: sense. he also has a wonderful line for a psychologist which is just people are people <laughs> 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 and yeah. then later on in the same scene Johnny comes out with the line, Peter, you always play psychologist with us. He's like, well, he is a psychologist. <laughs> yeah. And two minutes ago, you asked for his advice <laughs> because he's a psychologist.
1: Uh, this is the point where I wrote it. Uh, wrote it. Wrote Jesus, it. I'm getting infected. <laughs> you are. Um, I never appreciated how well written Birdemic was until
0: now. <laughs> There's another fabulous line in that scene um which is <laughs> it's mostly in the delivery right. uh, where johnny says you know what they say love is blind <laughs>
1: <laughs> now i didn't i forgot that is it matt Who? which one's matt there is no matt okay so who's the friend mark mark okay i forgot oh, mark's, mark yeah i forgot mark's name <laughs> mm-hmm. so i just refer to him from now on as shorthead jesus cuz he's got kind of medium length hair with a beard yeah uh, so my next note was, short-haired Jesus has lost his beard in an attempt to become Owen Wilson. I wrote, without a beard, Mark's, Mark looks like a refugee from the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> and then but- my, my next note was, uh, psychotic blonde has got him out again, and short-haired Jesus Wilson appears to be grinding <laughs> in pretty
0: much the right place this time. <laughs> <laughs> short-haired Jesus Wilson. Yeah. I might name my rock band band yeah, that. Yeah, um, we haven't talked about the chicken impersonations. Oh, God. Which rival the chicken noises in Arrested Development. Y- yeah, yeah. But, I mean... Tommy <laughs> seems to think all chickens go, Cheep, 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 <laughs> cheep. Yeah. This crops yeah. up more than once, oh, and yeah. he's not the only person to impersonate a chicken no, like that. And you can I tell thought I was watching the Bluths.
1: And, and, like, everyone else has to do the same noise he does, because he said does, Someone
0: right. does get a cluck in really? later yeah, on. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing is right there's there's then another rooftop scene be- even uh before mark shaves his beard off right where he's up on the roof smoking a joint and peter comes up and talks to him yeah um and he tries uh, mark for a brief moment tries to throw gets angry and tries to throw peter off the roof yeah why is why does weed make mark angry <laughs> i don't
1: know it's oh, it I, I think it's just Tommy was always saying that that's what drugs do to people yeah um we're getting on to the tuxedos almost there's a there's a little montage before that of, of more shots of San Francisco mm-hmm. and I was sitting there watching Golden Gate Bridge and all the iconic kind of buildings and I just thought where the hell is Dirty Harry when you need him? If he could have just turned up with the magnum <laughs> everyone gone.
0: <laughs> and then, it, then the next one is oh look more football. Yeah. Yeah. Why are they playing football in tuxedos and just saying each other's names over and over? Well uh, uh, is that the day of the wedding? No. It's it's said that that's four weeks before the wedding. But there's no... I mean,
1: it must be something... I I assumed it must be something to do with that. I couldn't figure out. The retarded kid says,
0: your wedding photos will look great when they're talking about the tuxedos.
1: So they're trying them on. So why are
0: only the men taking wedding photos four weeks before the wedding? I think maybe it's just the day they tried their tuxes on. But they then go and play football in an alleyway... In their tuxes, In their tuxes yeah. with no photographer around. Yeah. Then they cut when they when Peter has fallen over and has gone. That's it. I'm done. Which yeah. I think is his very symbolic. I'm yeah. leaving the production. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and four unidentified again. feet walk away. Yeah. You then get a shot of a limo pulling away from a park. Uh. Yes. You do, Yeah. Yeah. I, I I wonder if there was. Uh, I've watched this movie
1: way too much. You have. The, the, I'm, I I wonder if there was like uh, maybe a scene or a line of dialogue that they forgot to shoot or they forgot to put in the edit or mm. you know I just wonder if that was the case. Mm. Um, there's uh, my next note is a scene with the mum and I should have written the line of dialogue down and I didn't and I mm. forgot uh, but my note is the mum just turned into Gollum oh she calls her precious that's why <laughs> but she does it she got like on the word she, I think she might even say my precious and mm. she kind of like Go uh, on maybe to. maybe gets
0: something stuck in her throat <laughs> and kind of goes my precious like that and, like she's going to cough it's not like the, but the mum in Birdemic who uh, <laughs> yeah. obviously forgets a line on camera and just carries on regardless yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mums yeah. in Bad California movies.
1: Oh and the next one is apparently the only way to show passage of time is with a slow slow pan across the San Francisco skyline. Oh yeah. yeah Cuz yeah. at this point in the movie pretty much every scene is has got interstitials of, of a pan across. San
0: oh yeah, Francisco. yeah. In um uh, uh in midnight screenings, they enc- uh, audience participation is encouraged. Uh, mm. and when you get the slow pans, yeah. the crowd will cheer the cameraman on going go 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 <laughs> go go. And then either cheer or go whether he makes it to the other side of the bridge or not, <laughs> right? Um, there's a scene that per- perhaps the only scene that was actually shot out in San Francisco yeah. in a coffee oh. shop. Oh no, there's one where they're
1: running up some steps.
0: Oh yes, yeah. There's there's the. the I couldn't tell you what
1: happened. Oh, and Tommy was, I was wearing wearing some really odd sunglasses.
0: Yes, that, yeah. that only reinforced my belief that he might actually be blind. <laughs> I haven't thought. I'm going to have to watch it again and see if he is. See if how
1: how blind he comes across. No, seriously, there are moments when he just looks like he's completely incapable of crossing a room, <laughs> and it, like, you just kind of think he's going to walk into He's going to walk in, No, he's, oh, he's just missed it. That that's either luck or he's he's <laughs> counted the steps.
0: <laughs> the um, the, just a couple of things of the, the coffee shop scene why do we spend so long watching a series of extras order coffee? Yeah. So that there's two orders yeah. of two people each before yeah. Mark and Johnny come in yeah. and order theirs. And then there's the brilliant throwaway line, anyway, how's your sex life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now,
1: now uh, we must be getting to the point where... Well, I'm almost 20... Yeah, I've put down 20 minutes before the end of the film, so it must be just after all of that, that they introduce a new character... Whom I, who I might be assuming should have been Peter. He's the the
0: terrible actor who catches Mark and uh, yes. Lisa. At yeah, the party. in the white shirt. Yes, yeah. he was. That was supposed to be Peter. Peter right. but he left. That's what I thought. For some reason, they just grabbed. They seem to have grabbed any random guy off the street. Yeah, who's never even seen a film before, let alone acted in one. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're skipping it. That's Tommy's birthday party. We're skipping it. Yeah. We haven't. Uh, we haven't um, even. Uh, talked about the recurring uh, pictures of cutlery and photo frames that are dusted around this house. See, now I didn't notice those. There's I, lots of pictures I, of plastic spoons.
1: Well, no, I know I've heard this before, and I, I just kind of—I was half keeping an eye out, mm. and I, I didn't know where to look, and I was just—I didn't notice any at all. Mm. So I was I was going to ask you about that actually because I know there's this whole big thing about the plastic cutlery. So yeah. what, are they in pictures then? Yeah, yeah. Right, well okay. I, I don't know if
0: it's plastic. I think it's metal cutlery in the pictures. Right. But At the at the screenings, people will throw plastic spoons. Oh, at the I screen see. Right. Okay. They, right. 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 I didn't see and that. And Christ, boom! Right. Because I've always looked for it. I, I, I didn't see it. The um. Okay. So after another awkward sex scene. Yeah. Uh, it's Tommy's birthday party. Yes. Which starts um, with the most tuneless rendition of Happy Birthday you've ever heard in your life. Yes.
1: Yeah, which I'm surprised they did because of the copyright on I the think music. they had
0: no idea. what is copyright it's Yeah, and I don't think the estate of Patty and Selma or whoever it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> have come after the money because well, it's, it's really it's, not worth uh, it. Maybe that's what cost six billion bucks. Maybe.
1: It's Time Warner that own it. It's Warner Brothers. Oh, that yes. own, own the, I th- I'm pretty sure it's Warner that own the rights to, to Happy Birthday. Yeah.
0: Uh, it also contains <laughs> brilliant, brilliant moments. Um, Lisa saying, hey, everybody, let's go outside for some fresh air. Yeah. Which is met with, yeah, woo, let's go. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then she stays behind. Yes. With short Jesus. Yes. Wilson.
0: Mark. Yeah. Yes. Well, that was her plan. Oh, I know. I realised that. everybody outside for some fresh air. Nobody thinks, no, I'm fine. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just uh, yeah. have another drink. It's not a problem. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because it's not a particularly packed
0: room either. No. So it's
1: not like they're stuffy and, you know.
0: No. And that's where the man who can't act comes back in and catches yeah. them. Yeah. Then everybody comes back in. And then she suggests they will go outside again. Yeah. Uh, where Man Who Can't Act uh, delivers uh, another of my uh, favourite lines. I feel like I'm sitting on an atomic bomb waiting for it to go off. <laughs> I think I put too much heart and feeling I into that. I think you did, actually, yeah. Uh, and also, Tommy's line, You invited all my friends. Good thinking. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell is she going to invite to your birthday party if she doesn't invite all your bloody friends? <laughs> so Un- got- Unidentified male extra. Lisa looks hot tonight. <laughs> yeah. What uh, have we got to the point of the scuffle yet? No, no, that also contains a favorite line that I had to write down. Right, don't touch me, (laughs) motherfucker. Yes, the shoulder jostling fight scene, yeah, which happens twice. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mark. We shake hands, and then and then some time passes. Well, no, Johnny Johnny then says to Lisa, Hey, come with me, Uh, and they go towards the door. If you look long enough. Uh, Tommy Wiseau just goes and stands behind an open door. He doesn't actually leave the <laughs> set. And you can see him, just for a split second, standing bored stiff behind an open door. Jesus. <laughs> then there's a transition, and then they come back, and then yeah. there's where Mark and uh, Lisa. Mark has now suddenly decided that this evil woman has definitely tempted him. Yeah. And they're kind he, of flaunting...
1: He, he's, he kind of then... Yeah, he kind of has this weird change of heart. that He's like, yeah, I'm going to go for this, and I don't care about it. my best friend. Yeah. I yeah. don't care about Tommy. You know, I've kind of reached a point of no return yet. He knows what she's like. Yeah. So I'm just a bit like, mm, okay. I, g- I guess it's just because Tommy needs everybody to be horrible to him. Oh so, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. So.
0: He says every, the whole world betrayed me doesn't yeah. He, yeah. later on. Yeah. 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 That whole party is let's go outside. Let's go outside. inside. Let's outside. go inside and have cake. Yeah. <laughs> That's met with lots of cheering. People yeah. want Woo! this cake. Cake. Um. Yeah. There's. Um. Yes. There's the bad. What do you have any more on the uh, terrible fighting?
1: No, I think the next bit I've got to is the world's lightest television. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the world's
1: lightest. Te- <laughs> yeah, which is the bit where where Tommy kind of loses.
0: Is that their- the one that gets? That magically has no cord attached to it, gets hurled out of the window at an angle and lands flat on on the ground.
1: Yeah, but yeah, and but basically, it's it's like a it's like a huge old school box CRT. CRT. Yeah. So you know the things that used to weigh, and it's not a flat screen. It used to weigh an absolute ton, and you probably need one. Reasonably strong person, probably two people mm. to manhandle it effectively. And Tommy just picks it up like it's made of plastic, like polystyrene, mm. and just hurls it. Mm. And it, it but it, look at the
0: muscles it, on the man;
1: he's <laughs> just so funny because he's so buff. But the way he picks it up, it almost it's like it's lighter than he was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the initial pickup it kind of really jerks because he picks it up yeah. too, too
0: forcefully. Mm. I'm running out of notes. What you got left?
1: Um, I'm angry, let's knock over some fruit. Yes. Because <laughs> no, that's the next he thing he does. He knocks over everything. Yeah, yeah, he throws the TV, but the, the next thing he goes straight for is the fruit bowl, and he just kind of flicks it off like mm. a teenager having a tantrum. Maybe and he then, just hates fruit. Well, yeah, and then he then he trashes the rest of the apartment. Mm. But he does it in such a way that uh, he looks like he's slightly worried about damaging the props for the next take. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's It wouldn't take a uh, commitment in that that kind of thrashing about. It's kind of quite careful thrashing
0: about. Speaking of thrashing about, we then get the very uncomfortable sequence of him wanking himself off with uh, with the red dress that he bought for Lisa at the beginning of the film. Yes. You look so sexy, Lisa.
1: <laughs> yeah, then there's a kind of weird flashback.
0: There's a flashback montage of, yeah, while of he's great kind of... times they've had together.
1: Yeah, which is just like reused shots from the rubbish sex scenes. Yes. Yeah. That, that's quite horrific. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he kills himself Spoiler
1: Yeah Yeah I, That My next line is He's dead Good Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: And pretty... then My next one is Hang on There's still three minutes left Yeah Yeah Because the retarded hit Has to come back in And call him Tommy By mistake Yeah Which they didn't bother Doing another take no. And nobody The the four people in the scene And God knows how many On the crew Didn't appear to notice
1: I think everyone By that point Was just like Come on We're nearly there We're nearly there We're
0: nearly <laughs> finished <laughs> everybody wanted to do a peter and leave yeah this took something like it was either four or six months to shoot and everybody had been told it would be two weeks so the reason the guy playing peter left was because he had other workbooks and couldn't shoot any longer um yes we have indeed reached the end of the room right any closing notes
1: yes that was shit it was (laughs) but I have to say this, actually. I know you, you, you uh, kind of find it incredibly entertaining. I have mm. to say, I don't think it... For me, it doesn't have the charm or entertainment value of uh, Birdemic or Howard the Duck or Cooler's Ice.
0: Oh, I will watch this over Howard the Duck any day. Really? I find... I, just in the bizarre line delivery, I, I find that so funny. I, I just... I couldn't... I, it just annoyed me. <laughs> I I was
1: just like I, my girlfriend
0: I, and I routinely greet each other with oh hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um
1: yeah, I mean to me it just make uh, it, like I can watch Birdemic like that mm. which is probably less technically proficient mm. in some regards. Mm. Um but yeah, this I like I have no desire to ever see it again. <laughs> um, and in fact the the uh, my wife posted a thing on the Facebook page mm. which basically said, I don't want to see this film or Tommy Wiseau's face ever again And and to be honest I completely
0: agree with that. I thought she'd say his buttocks sing as no, like no. screen time. <laughs>
1: No, I mean it is. I, but like you said, I think it's worth watching. If you, I mean, if you're into films, if you like watching cheesy, silly, bad films as well, yes. particularly de- definitely watch it. Because well, I think
0: if you just had a bad day and you want cheering up, right. you should watch this. It's. I mean,
1: it's. I mean, I'm absolutely stunned that it costs six million dollars. It yeah. m- I must have been laundering money. It must have been doing a red line. Surely, I have no idea. I. I mean, it's. It, I. I just can't. It, my mind boggles mm. as to how. You know, I can understand in the in the days of why well, you know sort of digital filmmaking. Pretty much, you know, anyone can make a movie yeah.
0: if they want to. But it's well, he did, and he made a 35mm version at the same time. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I wow, it's just unbelievable. It's 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 a watch it once, but you will either never want to watch it again, or you will just laugh oh, for the I've entire w- time. I,
0: I've watched it three times just for this show. Yeah. it's on. It's permanently in my YouTube <laughs> favorites, uh, and I think just. Like I said, anytime I'm feeling right. feeling down, I'm going to watch it, right. just because I I find it massively entertaining. <laughs> and like I said, it's like a it's like watching an alien trying to work out h- human interaction. Mm, absolutely, yeah. He's a very odd man. Mm. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if after if there'd been a sting after the end credits of him pulling off a mask and re- revealing a lizard. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think any. I've lost the ability to form words. Yeah, I don't think any sane person could make a film this bad.
0: You couldn't do this on purpose. No, you couldn't make a film this bad on purpose.
1: No, definitely not. And I mean, he's this. And if you look at compare him to um, James James Nguyen, yeah, uh, who is you know he, he's just as mental oh yeah and that, that, you, I mean God um, I'd hate to see if they ever met because that oh, would just be like you know
0: oh that could be my favourite thing ever
1: wait, maybe he'll get Tommy Wiseau to make a cameo in Birdemic 3
0: yes 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 for those unaware and have, didn't see uh, the trailer I posted on, uh, on the blog mm-hmm. um, Birdemic 2 has been made yeah so um, I'm sure we'll get onto that on this show at some yeah, point
1: yeah I'm, I'm actually looking forward to
0: that <laughs> I'm hope. Do you know what I'm hoping yeah. that it's out and we've seen it. And we can do it as a Halloween special. Yeah, that's be what cool. I'd like. Yeah. But uh, yeah. fingers crossed. But I don't know if that's going to happen. No, no. Maybe that'll be the Christmas movie. Yeah. So, Should I get on to what our listeners thought about the room? Yes,
1: do because I know we've had some people. Yes, writing, I, that
0: uh, one. I. I asked for feedback. We'll start with the short one. Okay. Uh, Pete Hammond on Twitter. Right. Uh, a previous contributor. Yeah. The room is one of those films that's so bad it's fucking appalling. <laughs> Plastic spoon, anyone? <laughs> Uh, we received uh, a series of, uh, of uh, longer diatribes, right. which are buried in my... I mean, this, this
1: is a movie that definitely inspires a rant.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Zach Davies. Okay. Thoughts on the room, this is entitled. Right. Which almost sounds like a poem. Yeah. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Obviously, Zach. yes. Obviously, the room is a bad film. But it's not nearly in the same league as some really, really awful films. And here's why not. No careers were ruined that anyone will miss. Since since it's not intentionally a comedy, it can't be as bad as films that try to be comedies but fail. They're just the worst. Similarly, since it's not really got a coherent point to it, it can't try to make a point and fail. It's just a sequence of events enacted badly. (laughs) It's not long enough to induce eyes wide shut level arseache. (laughs) LAUGHTER (laughs) <laughs> so I think that's almost a defence. Yeah, yeah. Um a, quite a fair one as well. I can yes, see all those points. Having yes. watched
1: Eyes Wide Chart as well, Jesus.
0: No, I have not. No. Cassam <clears throat> Luch right. writes The room is now something of a cult hit. And that's not to say that the filmmakers are particularly proud of that fact, right. but it's a better state than being heralded as one of the worst films ever made. <laughs> Repeated screenings have led to it being looked upon favorably, but under no circumstances is it a good movie. At times, it's painful to watch. Any enjoyment comes from being able to buy into the ethos of something being so bad it's good. I've only seen it once, and that was plenty enough for me. <laughs> It's continuing success actually surprises me, but in a world where all news is good news, there is something to be said for the power of marketing. Enter the room at your own risk.
1: Yeah, I agree with that one as well.
0: And finally, yeah. Kyle Buxton. Oh, a regular. Indeed. My feedback for the room. I have a great deal of respect for you two. <laughs> However... After what you've put me through during a recent 97-minute segment of my life, I must confess that I've considered abandoning my support for you altogether. After I finished watching The Room, I felt as though I had been well and truly brain-raped. We're just getting started. This is You said this inspired, uh, inspires a rant. Yeah. There were several questions that kept going through my mind as I watched this. One, how on God's green earth was this was this ever allowed to see the light of day? Two, just how expensive were those leather jackets that Tommy was always (laughs) exporting? Three, what was that six billion dollars actually spent on? I should also mention that while listening to your pitch, I was doing my train slash tube commute into work. As such, I wasn't always paying full attention, which meant I went into the film not knowing anything about it, anything about when it had been made. As the opening credits rolled and the awful TV movie-style music began playing, I just assumed this was something made in the late 80s or 90s. Then, of course, I was shocked when a prolonged look at the IMDb page after the film had ended yielded the fact that it was made as recently as 2003. Right. I could sit here and conduct a very thorough and unrelented thrashing of every frame in this film, but frankly, it's so utterly shit that I don't see why I could waste my time on it. Instead, here are the rest of the, my points in brief. <laughs> there is nothing erotic about the sex in this film. It makes the scene between Trinity and Neo in The Matrix Reloaded look like high art. <laughs> you never really see any intimacy because the scenes are so poorly framed. Not only that, but how do you ever expect to be able to do it properly if you're still with your trousers on and <laughs> Oh, hi, Mark. Need I say more? <laughs> Denny is purportedly meant to be the only character in the film with learning difficulties. And yet it seems like the entire cast are genuinely retarded. Surely signing on for this film puts you in that bracket by default. Forget about the plot threads being started and then forgotten about. How about sections of dialogue being discarded from one sentence to the next? She's such a bitch. I'm going to do what I want to do. What do you think I should do? (laughs) I I love that line so much. During the birthday party sequence when they're all outside, the extras acting actually outstrips that of the lead characters. You can even class what they're doing as acting at all. Why would you, as the star and director of your own film, choose to dub half your own lines and so poorly? We didn't mention the amount of ADR. Oh yeah. yeah. Supposedly it was because um, Wizow wanted try was trying to get every all of his lines to sound like he was speaking in a perfect American accent. He oh. thinks he's American, right? So he just he would just keep going over and over. Apparently, according to Sistero in the interview mm. I listened to, there are lots of stories just from the ADR booth really? that are worth telling. Yeah. Wow. Like I said, I could go on. Sorry, back to Kyle. Yeah. Like I said, I could go on, uh, but I don't see why I should. However, can I ask you this? I haven't seen it myself, but surely even Howard the Duck must seem Oscar worthy when compared to this atomic bomb of supposed filmmaking. I beg you, please don't subject me to anything like this ever again. <laughs> I agree with that one as well. Well done, Carl. That was fantastic. So that's what the listeners of this show think. Yeah. Um, The denizens of Amazon also have opinions. Right. I have five star and one star reviews. Okay.
1: So hang on. Is this actually available on some kind of home entertainment medium?
0: Uh, It's available in the US on DVD. Right. Uh, I know people who own copies. Wow. Yeah. I'm almost tempted to get one of my own. (laughs) Apparently there's a a very funny commentary track on the DVD. Yes. Uh, And also uh, there's an interview with... Tommy Wiseau uh, on the set of of The Room I believe it's conducted by Greg Sestero right and half of Tommy's answers have been ADR'd (laughs) (laughs) okay so The Room five stars yeah okay how can people who say they laughed all the way through give the film one star this film is five star in fact add more stars the acting talents of Tommy and Co is so refreshingly original I would say it's beyond acting it's beyond anything ever you can watch this film a hundred times and find something new seriously Not to mention the cover is amazing. The most perplexing facial expression I've ever seen. Catch, Mark. (laughs) Without doubt, this is the worst film ever. But it's brilliantly bad. Terrible acting, dreadful writing, etc. It's a must-watch for any film lover. It makes you appreciate every other film you've ever seen. I watched Batman and Robin, a terrible film too, directly after this, and it was like watching an Oscar winner. (laughs) One star. These are slightly longer. This may not be the worst movie ever made. I actually made myself watch Manos, The Hands of Fate. But it's definitely down the bottom ten. It's brain-meltingly slow, stuffed with random scenes that accomplish nothing, and has some of the worst acting I've ever assaulted my eyeballs with. Writer, director, producer, slash, actor, in inverted commas, Tommy Wiseau plays Johnny, a guy living in San Francisco with his fiance, Lisa. When they aren't having slow, weird sex, they're hanging around rooftops with their friend Mark, or with the world's oldest teenager, Denny. But for some reason, Lisa gets sick of Tommy and decides to have sex with Mark, who always seems shocked when she does. <laughs> There's technically stuff going on in the meantime, such as random people coming to the house to have sex, Lisa's mum revealing that she has cancer, a gun-toting, a gun-toting drug dealer, and Lisa repeatedly telling everybody that she doesn't love Johnny anymore. But don't worry, none of this actually matters. In fact, if you shaved off, shaved off all the random filler scenes, this movie would be about 20 minutes long. And if you shaved off all the horribly boring sex scenes, it would be five. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this out of the way. The room is a steaming pile of excrement. But this is not run of the, This is not a run-of-the-mill horrible movie. There are literally no upsides to this film. The writing is ghastly, the direction is awful, the acting will make your eyes bleed, and there are freaky moments sprinkled throughout it. A creepy teenager rolling around on a bed with a couple about to have sex for one. And the acting is so bad that it's actually fun to watch. Oh, most of the actors are merely wooden, bland or absurd, but Tommy Wiseau reaches levels of acting badness that Jennifer Lopez can only dream of. <laughs> he looks and acts like a zombie that has been... <laughs> sorry he looks <laughs> he looks and acts like a zombie that has been dried to beef jerky and then rehydrated <laughs> and speaks in a weird sort of New York by way of Paris accent and he's acting oh boy if you can get through the you're lying to me Lisa you're tearing me apart scene without laughing I will pay you money I forgot about that line yeah. That that is also one of the classic lines in this film Yeah, uh, which they even redid on The Simpsons <laughs> really? yeah the Room seems like it was written slash directed by a half-asleep monkey with ADD. And the only good thing I can see about it, say about it is that it doesn't star Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> and finally, Really Bad doesn't do this justice. The Room is psychedelically bad. Everything about it is bad. There's nothing good about it. Nothing. That said, if you like films, you should see The Room. If I need to give you some, some perspective next time you're about to say the latest M. Night Shyamalan is the worst film ever. Don't get me wrong, Last Happening Airbender in the Water or whatever it's called is right up there, but it's not The Room. Actually, I'll go one further. You should see this film, but you shouldn't pay for it. I know I didn't. I've watched it twice and I laugh like a drain both times, so my conscience is clear. If you can find some way to watch it without paying, do. Don't lie Tommy me with those pockets with money. His pockets can't tell the difference between genuine adoration and ironic fandom. And based on the script of The Room, he's as self-obsessed and bitterly misogynistic as he is talentless. That was a line. In a nutshell, the plot of The Room runs as follows. Nice guy who looks like a Harvey Keitel doll made from a condom stuffed with walnuts. I'll have to do that again. Nice guy who looks like a Harvey Keitel doll made from a condom stuffed with walnuts gets treated badly by his improbably evil girlfriend and his brainless best friend. And uh, that's about it. Or at least, that's about it if you're happy to leave it that way. A fun game is to come up with your own over-elaborate reading of the room. Like, for instance, that it's all happening inside the mind of any of its paper-thin characters. That game's a hoot. Or that Wiseau's character is seriously mentally ill. That one even, came, <laughs> that one even kind of makes sense on repeat viewings. <laughs> the script is diabolical. The acting is like something out of a laxative commercial. The use of <laughs> CGI backdrops is, well, bizarre. Most of the film makes no sense whatsoever. The sex scenes are endless and stomach-churning. In summary, 90 interminable minutes of pseudo-cinematic excrement.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: There we go. Um, I know we said we are going to do my pitch first, but I am tired and out of breath and have spoken quite a lot. So would you like to do your pitch first? Okay, I will do. Now, um, <clears throat> I'm going to pitch you a film that I saw for the first
1: time maybe a week ago. Uh, in fact, I haven't really heard of it before. Um, I've no idea if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. So bear that in mind, if you have, I can probably pitch you... Because I had a film lined up to pitch you when you pitched me the room. Mm -hmm. And that's not this one. Okay. So I can maybe do that one if you have seen this. Okay. Um, But I'm going to pitch you the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension.
0: Now, I haven't seen this. I... I've known about it for years. Right. I know little about it. Right. Uh, and ve- I have been very tempted to click it on Netflix several times and yeah. just haven't. Yeah.
1: Now, I kept seeing it on Netflix and seeing the, uh, the thing and looking at the, the effectively, the poster mm. and thinking, that, that looks really intriguing. Mm. And I never quite clicked on it. Mm. Uh, uh, and then I know people who absolutely love this film. And then I happened to come across a podcast mm. uh, which was. Kevin Smith doing a Q and A with two of its stars, mm-hmm. and I just listened to it, and I was enthralled by what they said about it, and it made me want to watch it. So I did, mm-hmm. and I absolutely loved it. So I'm going to pitch it to you. Okay. Now I'm going to. I want to try and keep you as in the dark to what is going on. Okay. Really, um, but to be fair, in uh, it, basically, it stars Peter Weller, Rubber Cop.
0: Jonathan Lithgow, the bad guy in Cliffhanger,
1: and also from Third Rock from the Sun, he was in. I'm just giving like Dexter, one raising cane. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's also got Jeff Goldblum and Christopher Lloyd in it.
0: Oh, you should know who they are.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, the, the female kind of lead is played by Ellen Barkin. Okay, um, that's not too shabby a cast, n- it's apart a pr- from it's maybe Peter Weller. A, well, you say
0: <laughs> that he plays the lead. Yeah. Um, what year is this? Is this post RoboCop? 1984. Oh, okay. So it's quite early. Yeah. Um, Predates Back to the Future as well for yes, Christopher Yes, it Lord. does. Interesting. Carry um, on.
1: It, uh, in this podcast I listen to, um, Christopher Lloyd and Peter Weller openly admit they have no idea what this film is about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to it already.
1: And what I want you to imagine is that Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. George Lucas... Ivan Reitman, Robert Zemeckis, Ridley Scott, Richard Donner, Roger Corman and David Lynch were sitting around at a Hollywood party and came up with an idea for the greatest 80s action family film ever. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what this
0: is. You Did that see- actually happen? Nope. Oh, damn. Because no. That would be amazing.
1: Yeah. But this, I mean, it—it it is so reminiscent of things like Back to the Future, mm-hmm. uh, E.T., Goonies, mm-hmm. um, ghostbusters Mm. all of that kind of yeah yeah. movies that we used to kind of watch as kids yeah it's it's one of those but it's not that at all okay it's really really complex to describe it's kind of an action family film it's definitely funny okay a lot of it comes across as if it's unintentionally funny but actually it is intentionally funny right um so it's got, it's, it, I can basically, it was the marketing nightmare that um, happened with Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Basically, they had a film that crossed all these weird genres and no one really knew what to do with it. Okay. And it, it's the same with this. The best plot synopsis I can give you is that Buckaroo Banzai is a neurosurgeon, slash physicist, slash martial artist, slash rock star. Of course. And his latest project is a jet car that has the ability to cross dimensions. All right. Um, the science is quite bizarrely accurate, and, okay. and not dumbed down in the slightest. They huh. talk, they talk about like interme- interdimensional physics. They talk about brain surgery using proper technical terminology. <laughs> right, so it's not even like and and basically you're kind of thrown into this film mm. and just expected to keep up. So it also has uh, has parallels with Primer. <laughs> Yeah, pretty actually, yeah, you say, yeah, that's a really good call. Actually, so when you're watching it, there are going to be moments where you're like, am hang on a minute, I'm, mm. I'm you just have to keep going with it and pay attention to try and keep, keep mm-hmm. figuring out. There were when I watched it the first time, I thought oh, there might be a couple of plot holes there, but watching it a second time, mm. I kind of thought, actually, no, they do they do kind of cover that. Huh. There's a couple of little throwaway exposition pieces of dialogue, yeah. there's some amazing lines of dialogue, and there are some amazing readings of lines of dialogue it it's very aware that it's very strange. Okay. And it kind of plays on it sometimes as well. Mhm. Um all of the people in it are just performing to the maximum. Like Jonathan <laughs> Lithgow is just absolutely hamming it up and going crazy because he he kind of plays uh he plays a, an Italian scientist who's not kind of what he seems. So he's okay. got this ridiculous Italian accent. Um <laughs> Which apparently was the guy. The costume guy was Italian, so he just got him to read all the heavy lines of dialogue and then copied and it. and then copied it. <laughs> um, Peter Weller plays his own guitar, trumpet solos. He plays the piano and sings. So he plays three different instruments and sings. Yeah, not at the same time. One no, after well, other, no, yeah. that could
0: yeah. be especially given what instruments they are. That could be quite difficult. Yeah.
1: Um. They actually one of the things that really disappoints me is they changed uh, DPs halfway through.
0: Although, actually, in my mind, I have. Currently, have RoboCop uh, yeah. sitting at a, playing a piano with his feet, strumming a guitar, yeah. and somehow blowing a trumpet at the yeah. same time.
1: Um, they, they changed uh, director of photography
0: mm. halfway through the
1: the film, which is a real shame because the first guy that had was the guy that did Blade Runner. Oh, really? So there are scenes in this that uh, they look stunning the Mm. scene where he plays the musical instruments Mm. it looks like it's in a nightclub and it looks like something out of Blade Runner Mm. there's another scene later on which must have been done by this guy which looks like Close Encounters of the Third Kind Mm. there's some gorgeous shots in it and in other bits it was just really flat and horrible it's just (laughs) like oh there's such a missed opportunity there's a whole bit at the beginning with the jet car where they're running through all the checklists Mm. and what they did was they, they needed kind of scientific checklists, so they just got the transcript of the Apollo shuttle, uh, Apollo rocket launches, mm. and just did that. Okay. So they, it's just verbatim with the, huh. with the, the science stuff. Um. The uh, There are Jamaican aliens in it, as of you'd course. expect. Yeah. Uh, not in the Jar Jar Bink style, but, okay.
0: but done properly. Slightly less racist. Yeah.
1: Um. How have we managed when, to get
0: two mentions of Jar Jar Binks now I, three I, yeah, this show? I know.
1: When you said it earlier, I thought, oh Christ. Yeah. Um I'm going to reel you off a list of some of the aliens' names. Okay. Just because you're going to have to try and keep up with them. Okay. Um The main one is Lord John Warfin. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's John Mdal, John O'Connor, John Gomez. What are they John? John Gant, John Parker. John Fish, John Parrot, John Yaya. Wait, John John Parrot was a snooker player, wasn't yeah. he? Uh, John Big Boute, of course. John Smallberries, okay. And John Many Jars, okay. Um, and it, it, it's just absolutely bizarre from start to finish, but brilliantly fun.
0: Okay. Um, See, that's what I think about the room. <laughs> but <laughs> this is different. And but this safe. has a coherent plot. Kind of yes, okay.
1: um, but it, I mean it it, it, it. it feels like a big action adventure series mm-hmm. that you've just been dropped into the middle of. Like you've got one episode. Okay, of. it almost feels like perhaps the fourth or fifth film in a series. Right, and there's no there's no kind of setup or anything. It's just, you just kind of dropped straight into it, and um, I, I just really enjoyed it. It's very silly and it's quite you know there are bits in it that will will just make you go what. The whole thing's making me go, what? I know, uh, yeah. Um, it, it's really good. Uh, but there was one thing that in really intrigued me when I was listening to this podcast. It was a Q and a in front of a live audience. And when mm. the, one of the audience members got up and said how much he loved it. And he said he likened it to the band, The Velvet Underground. Because mm-hmm. everyone said The Velvet Underground. Only about a 1,000 people saw them perform. But every single one of those 1,000 people went on to be in a band. Mm-hmm. And he said... This film is like that. not many people saw it when it came out, but all of the people that did see it when they came out went on into to be in a creative mm-hmm. job or environment like he was a games designer or something like okay. that. He said it just fueled people's imaginations. And I think that's what it is, and that's what I really enjoyed it. So I have no idea what you're going to make of it. Okay. Whether you're going to get infuriated by the fact that it's just so odd, Mm -hmm. or whether you're going to just really go with it and enjoy it. So I'm really intrigued to see what you think about it.
0: I look forward to having my imagination fueled.
1: Yeah, it's one of those films that I I look. I think I really wish I'd seen this when I was a kid. You know, I wish it had been on at Christmas and I could have had a VHS of it because I probably would have watched it a lot.
0: Yeah, I don't know of it. Being shown on TV, I can't no. recall it being no. Well, this in is thing,
1: um, the story that uh, Kevin Smith tells at the beginning of this podcast I listened to was the fact that he saw a, a poster for it in the back of a comic magazine, mm-hmm. right, a, 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 like a sci-fi comic yeah. uh, magazine thing, and he was like, "I want to see this film." And every time we went to the cinema, he asked about it, and they didn't know anything about it. Mm. And then one day, he went to his local video store, and they put the poster up. And he was like, when is that coming out? Can I put it on a list? And you know, they, they put him down. And, and the first time he got to see it was the day that it came into the video store. And mm. he, he watched it and he loved it. And this screening, which was done this year, I think, mm-hmm. was the first time he'd ever seen it on the big screen. Huh. So I, uh, what really surprises me, it's on the US Netflix, but it's also on the UK Netflix. Okay. Um, I've been trying to, I think it's available on DVD as well. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna look and try and get a hold of a copy. I wish they'd do a Blu-ray of it. Because, I mean, some of of it looks amazing, Mm. but other bits look look a bit crap. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, again, I'm fascinated to see what you think of this film.
0: Okay. Well, all of that makes uh, my film this week look positively down-to-earth and ordinary. Okay. Um, A phrase that we use an awful lot on this show was, I started watching something just for the hell of it and ended up really getting into it yeah. and loving it by the end.
1: That's exactly what happened with me with the last one I just pitched to you.
0: Usually on a plane. Right. I'm gonna to pitch to you a movie that I started watching on a plane, not really paying much attention to and really enjoying by the end of it. Okay. Um, it's also quite timely okay. with the passing of Tony Scott right uh two or three weeks ago, uh-huh. in fact, shortly after we did our uh, our last show, okay,
1: um well, that's funny, actually, because I was going to pitch you one of his films this ah
0: week. well, you get a Tony Scott film, you get yes. his last film, okay, unstoppable right um the plot is very simple, yeah, there's a train uh-huh. an unmanned train running away down the track, uh-huh. Chris Pine and Denzel Washington have to stop it right they work for the train company okay, there's your plot right there are other characters and things but, yeah. uh, in fact I've got. Four notes, right, for the entire film, because I was just sitting and watching it. Okay, um, you know those movies that are completely ridiculous, yeah, but yeah. awesome, yeah. This is one of those. Right, okay. It's a, it is actually based on something that happened for real, All although right. obviously it's been scotted to hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. um, and the other note I've written was, who would have thought a film about trains could be this exciting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like it because it's absolutely stuffed with energy. Right. Um, as you expect for a runaway train, never stops moving in this film. Yeah. Um, uh, real speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they tell you the trains are doing 75 miles an hour, you believe it. Yeah. Uh, and real stunts. Oh, that's good. Uh, there's that's what sequence. I like. like
1: is it quite often now you, you get... CGI'd or, or green yeah. screened and, and that kind of stuff. I like it when you watch a movie and you know that, that stuntman there are, or whoever is clinging on for his dear life. There are,
0: some, there are some digital enhancements oh, in places yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, there is a sequence where Denzel Washington has to run along the top of the train. Right. Uh, and he has a fear of heights but did it. Wow. Okay. For real. Yeah. Um, Uh, and i was watching some of the extras on the blu-ray which i uh, which i'm going to give you uh and he makes he makes tony scott tell the b-roll camera that that he did that stunt himself right (laughs) um um this is absolutely not a movie you'd expect a man who was 66 at the time to direct right um yeah i have a feeling a lot of people are probably going to be scoffing at this selection yeah um because it's it didn't do massive business no. on release. To be honest, I, can,
1: I think I can remember seeing the trailer. It's the sort of film you kind of go, oh, I know exactly what that's going to be like.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. it matters. I think it's, it's it's the energy in it that right. that, that I, I like so much. Yeah.
1: No, um, I mean, I th- what I mean is I think like, like for example, The Grey, mm-hmm. you kind of think from the trailer, oh, I know exactly what it's going to be like and not
0: bother. Yeah. Whereas sometimes maybe you should yeah well I was kind of like that with this just, yeah, yeah you know we work with a lot of trailers and clips and behind absolutely the scenes stuff, yeah, 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 yeah and I'd seen stuff from this was a little bit meh and mm-hmm. then I was yeah. on the plane and just put it on yeah um yeah what can I say without talking about energy again um performances are fine it's dental wash you know what we're going to get with him yeah it's going to yeah. be pretty good yeah um, I have
1: to say I like Chris Pine and stuff I've seen him in before yeah yeah this is, I mean, like I think this is mostly
0: just to keep him busy um interim Star Trek in Star Trek yeah yeah, yeah. um one of the things I also like about it, I talk about structure a lot on this right. film. And I love the way this film is structured. Okay. Um within the first five minutes, mm. you know everything you need to know about Chris Pine's character. Right. But Denzel Washington, you get and Pines too to an extent, but mostly Washington, he is more drip fed throughout the film. Details right. about his character. Okay. Um Like Kowalski and
1: Vanishing Point, where you think you know yeah. where well, you think you know the character, but you kind of get little things revealed
0: as you yeah, go along. Yeah. Right? Um uh, uh, Washington is, um, to be honest, I think he looks younger than ever in this film. Right. I actually thought he was Columbus Short when I first saw the <laughs> right. Um But no, it turns out it's actually Denzel Washington. Right. Um, he's um, uh, an, an old hand. He's been doing this job, I think he says it's 28 years or right. whatever. And Pine, this is like first day on the job stuff okay. for him. So it's, that usual kind it's of a bit lethal weaponry. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Old yeah. black man, young white guy right? Uh, enough, thro- yeah. thrown together. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no villain, there's no, I guess it, you could, it's almost like a monster movie. Right, okay. There's this massive thing that's rampaging around destroying stuff, and it's down to two guys. To stop it. And they're trained to stop it. Interesting. Hmm. hmm. Um. I'll say nothing else, apart from uh, wait till you meet Ned Oldham. Right, okay. That's all you need to know. All right, fair enough. I think we're done for this week, don't you? I think so. It's been an exceptionally
1: long one. It has been massively long. Hopefully our listeners will have got this far.
0: Yes. Well, you know, we've been away for three weeks. You we want people to get there. That's true, yeah. They, they don't pay fix. for it, but I'm going to say money's worth anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say once again, so that when I do the editing, uh, I remember to do it, that I am going to put a link to uh, my friend's article on the room up on the blog. Yeah, yeah. Um, I read it this morning. Uh it made me laugh out loud several times. It's okay. really well written okay. uh and it's always interesting to get another another person's insight yeah. into the room um mm-hmm. last time we forgot to do plugs and thanks oh, did we? so all this goes double this time ah, okay we are on twitter at mm-hmm. h y s podcast uh we are on facebook facebook dot com slash have you seen podcast mm-hmm. we have a blog have you seen dot net uh and you can email us podcast at have you seen dot net that's yep. how to get in touch with us um if you have seen Unstoppable, or Buckaroo Banzai, uh, or in fact, any of the films we've talked about, and you have something to say, uh, please get in touch. Uh, We read out several people's missives on the room today. Yeah. Uh, No,
1: we always like to get things sent in. Absolutely. And if if you haven't got anything you want to comment on particularly, but you have a movie that you absolutely love and want to pitch us, and let us... uh, yeah, go for it. We've done yeah. a reader pitch before. Yeah, uh, yeah. Reader we've done, pitch, listener pitch. Yeah, we've done two, in fact. Huh. Um so yeah, we'd love love some more pitches from people that listen to the show, just because, you know, we you know, we're always looking for more movies to cover. So mm-hmm. it would be uh, great to hear from people.
0: Thank you as always to Upby Productions for the use of their warm, clammy studio. And <laughs> um it's hot outside, which means it's hot in here. Uh I think a-
1: you're hot I think your illness is 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 making you hotter because I'm I'm fine.
0: Yeah, I think it is a little bit. Yeah. Um, and thank you, of course, to Alexia Mum for all his technical expertise. Absolutely. And bearded goodness. Yes. Okay. So uh, I guess we just sign off. Yeah. And we'll see everybody. Uh, we will be back next week. Yes, we will. This will definitely happen. So, um, yeah. Oh, bye, Tom. Bye.